a very warm welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast with your host, Paul Lowe. Paul offers wisdom, insights and tips for living a healthy, meaningful, purposeful life. On the back of overcoming extreme adversity, Paul has a proven track record of achieving life-enhancing results. He offers empowering advice and guidance to help people develop a mindset for success so that they can live with more happiness and prosperity. Through his Mastering the Game of Life podcast and books, Paul also helps people to get their own inspirational messages and powerful stories out into the world, as well as being involved in supporting many charitable organisations in their development, fundraising and projects. Welcome listeners to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. Today I'm joined once again by Kev Bailey from Nottingham, my hometown of Nottingham in the United Kingdom. And Kev's on this episode, which is the third of the trio. So you remember on episode, you may remember on episode 295, Kev talked about if I rule the world, we would all lose control. He then followed up on episode 296. If I ruled the world, we would reconnect to source. And what we're going to talk about in this third one of the trio listeners is if I ruled the world, we would reconnect to all beings. Kev, a very warm welcome to you again, sir. Thank you very much for inviting me again, Paul. It's always my pleasure. So, if I ruled the world, we would reconnect to all beings. What do you mean by that, Kev? It's quite a deep and tall order, but basically it's to treat everything whether we believe it's living or not, with respect and to come from the heart. And even like I've mentioned before, that we think rocks are inanimate objects when in actual fact they do have a vibration. It may be very, very low, which makes them even more solid than us. But Native Americans call them rock people. And so even if you pick a rock up, and take it away and you put it somewhere else or you just keep it and you haven't perhaps asked permission, you've harmed that rock because that rock was quite happily being where it was being and experiencing what it was experiencing. But had you asked permission and waited for the permission to be given, because not all the time does that rock want to be moved, but you would find then that, you would start to connect with the rock and the rock may be able to give you information and insights and things like that. And especially if you maybe sat down and meditated with that rock, which is what people do with crystals. And they ask people, uh, ask crystals if they can use them. And then they ask the crystal if they can program that crystal to do a particular thing, whether it may be healing and stuff like that. And if we cast our minds back to the old days, they used to use crystals in radios and things because it enhanced and amplified the signal and the energy. So where in the last podcast we were talking about connecting with God and going quiet and things like that, well, maybe if you held a clear quartz crystal in your hand while you were doing that, it might enhance that signal to source 
so it makes the messages easier to receive and to send um but also trees now everybody takes the mickey or a lot of people take the mickey out of tree huggers but trees can tell you things but before you rush up to the nearest tree and give it a hug you need to ask its permission because there is a possibility that your energy doesn't gel with a tree's energy and it doesn't want a hug or maybe it's having a bad day and it doesn't want you to hug it so again if you then ask permission and sense that the tree is giving you permission and go and give it a hug the tree may give you messages most trees have been around for hundreds of years and it's experienced stuff and seen quite a lot over those years so it may be able to impart some wisdom and the same with animals i personally don't believe that we should be going out hunting animals for sport and things like that they're sentient beings they have they have right to life mm. however in the animal kingdom i know one animal may kill another and we have killed animals and still do kill animals for food but i think if it's done in the right way and with respect then that's okay perhaps our modern methods of farming and killing are not quite so done in the right way shall we say so these are all of the things that, and it's not just animals and rocks and trees it's each other we need to be nice to each other life's too short why should we go round and normally if we're going round and being nasty to people and greedy and jealous and envious and things like that it's because of our own fear yeah. that we feel that we can treat other people like that just to bolster our egos. And that's not right. We should all be out there to help each other. We all should be there to enhance each other. And I do know you have to have a bit of duality because if there was no duality, you wouldn't learn lessons. But we can still teach each other lessons in perhaps a far nicer way than what may have happened so far. It gets quite deep, doesn't it, Paul? It does, but it absolutely does. But one of the interesting things there for me, Kev, um, I hope you agree, listeners, is the word that was used a few times, energy. Isn't it true that that's what we are, whether we're a rock, whether we're a tree? You know, whatever form we take, you know, the old physics lessons, if I remember correctly, of solid, liquid gas, you know, is, is a form of energy. And... You know, energy is not destroyed. It merely changes its form. And so whether we take that form in the uh, in the shape of an animal, a rock, a tree, a human, whatever that is, surely as part of the universe, as part of the cosmos, you know, we, we, we all have that divine right to be here. What gives mankind the right for him or her in their ultimate ignorance and arrogance to say, oh, you're only an animal or you're only a stone. This is what I will impose upon you. I mean, that is sheer, sheer, you know, we wouldn't allow our children to be treated that way. Maybe some people would. And as you can tell, listeners, I'm starting to get quite, I wouldn't say judgmental, but quite strong on these views. Because when you look at defenseless animals, particularly, what gives us as humans the right to do these barbaric things? I asked that question, and I make no apologies for asking that question. So I've got a little bit sidetracked there, Kev, 
Um, yes, you did. Well, you're not in a way, though, Paul, because Buddhists, I believe, and I don't know if there are other things, other people um, or areas of society that do, Buddhists believe that we can come back and reincarnate as anything. Mm. So if you look at it from that aspect, the animal you may wish to harm or the tree you might wish to cut down could be one of your ancestors that's come here to experience being that animal or that tree. So when you start thinking about it like that, you may be a bit more reluctant to either hurt things or just willy-nilly chop trees down. It's quite a bit of a mind-opening thing when you start to look at it like that and that's more of a reason as well why everything is connected but in terms of people or you know humans generally kev opening their mind and it's like well why should i you know this is the way i live my life this is oh, i haven't got time for all that hocus pocus stuff is is that a fair comment is that a fair reaction how inverted commas most people might see life that it's just all fluffy theory stuff. And oh, what are you talking to me about rules of physics for, about energy can't be destroyed? I've got a gas bill to pay. I've got six kids to feed. I've, I, you know, I work hard. This is the reality of my world, not some fluffy theory. So there's this big gap, uh, Kev, isn't there, between what I perceive as reality, and, and I know you do because we've had private conversations, and what others may or may not, and and that's not to say who's right and who's wrong. There's no judgment attached to that. It's just the model of the world as we see it as individuals, is it not? It is in a way, but the whole world is being operated, as far as I'm concerned, and controlled for the wrong reasons. If you go back to the days of Tesla, he wanted everybody to have free electricity. But unfortunately, J.P. Morgan, who ran all the electric companies and wanted to make money out of it, wouldn't allow Tesla to develop that. And so, yes, we believe we have to go out there and slave away to pay the electricity or gas bill or whatever. But however, if Tesla had had his way, you wouldn't have been paying for it. But somebody's greed stopped that happening. And the more we get separated from source, if you like, and disconnected and disconnected from each other, the more selfish or service to self, shall we say, we become. And even if you look at it nowadays on modern housing estates, they're normally drive in, drive off. You may know the neighbour either side and one across the road, but you don't know the rest of the community on that estate. And whereas in the old days, yes, it might be like Coronation Street type housing but or a little village. Everybody knows everybody. Sometimes that's not a good thing and when the rumours start. But if you need help, there is normally somebody in the village that will step up to help you. And vice versa, if you know somebody has a problem or wants to borrow a tool or needs a lift somewhere then you would probably volunteer to do it. But I think society is trying to drive us more and more to be separate, especially in the moment with what's going on. The fact that they want people to stay in their houses, they don't want you to go out and socialise and things like that, whether it's about a bug or not. It's all about separation. Mm. 
you spoke, Kevin, in the previous episode around you introduced a word called vibration, the way we yes. vibrate as, as beings. And yes. um, is, is there some kind of relationship that to say that if we vibrate at a higher level, we are more connected to all beings or is there no relationship? I'm just interested in this word vibration and how it plays out in this this thing called beings. Well, there certainly is, because the more you are service to self and the more you are separated from thought, the lower your vibration becomes. However, the more that you're connected to source and the more you come from a place of unselfish love, the higher your vibration increases. When you're of a lower vibration, the law of attraction says like attracts like. So the lower vi your vibration may be, the lower energies and entities and things, and there are entities out there, could be attracted to you. Whereas the higher your vibration goes, the less chance these negative energies, vibrations, entities can connect to you, and the more chance that you'll start to bring in higher energies and entities to help you on your way and to learn decent lessons that may enhance your vibration even further. So vibration does matter, <laughs> or all, all matter vibrates. Um, it's really how you see your life. And yes, we coming back to the duality thing, we still need to have people that are of perhaps a lower vibration to come in to show us what we don't want, what we don't want to be like, etc. Or to teach us the lesson that we've agreed for them to come and teach us. And sometimes they say the person that loves you the most when your spirit side is the one that comes in to teach you the hardest lesson. And so on earth, you may totally abhor them. But spirit side, you know, you, they're your best friends. And because they love you so much, they've come in to treat you the way you needed to fulfill your contract and learn the lesson. And that's quite getting your head round as well. Mm, that is an interesting one. Wow. Yeah, my, my mind's boggling at that one, listeners. There's, uh, yeah, there's uh, several things I could relate to on that on a personal level. But yet again, that's another time, another place. So there again, Kev, as you know, I always sign off with, uh, with asking guests to give us that real one pearl of wisdom, that insight, that deep share, because, I mean, this is such a, a fascinating, I think it's spiritual and scientific. You know, we, we've talked about the physics here of, you know, energy not being destroyed, but the spiritual side as well, which, we, you know, we're focusing on. So what's the one big thing, Kev, that you would leave message, uh, you know, the one big message that you would leave our listeners with around, if I rule the world, we would reconnect to all beings. How would we do that? To be nice, to go out there and say hello to people, to smile at people, open doors for people, you know, it, it makes it could make somebody's day. It could stop somebody committing suicide. 
it could stop somebody perhaps going into depression or um, being anxious. And it's all about just, well, being treated how you might want to be treated. And yes, I know there's people out there that don't really care how they're treated, but the majority of us want to be treated nicely. So be nice yourself. If you want everyone else to treat you nicely, law of attraction says you have to be nice. So that's the biggest thing in this world is be nice. I thank, Thanks for sharing that, Kev. I mean, obviously, that was the way I framed that was, was to be the, the kind of part in the closing question. But you've said something there that's actually led to another question. So are the winds of change blowing in terms of us being nice, being more connected? I have my own views on that. I, we find ourselves in the midst of a, an unprecedented global change. And I'm sure, you know, people throughout um, throughout history have made that statement. You know, we've never seen anything like this. You know, the two uh, the two world wars come to mind as, as just just example. Well, they say this is World War Three, Paul. Mm, so, but my question is, Kev, is is the are the winds of change blowing strongly in the favour of people becoming nicer, better, more understanding? You know. I don't know. I think at the moment it's polarising people. Everybody has a right to do what they want to do as long as they don't harm others. So there are people that believe there is a bug and there are people that may not believe there's a bug and then there are people that in between believe that the bug is a more virulent flu although possibly the numbers that are suffering this year are down on others some people believe that there is an agenda going on with people higher up others are totally oblivious to it and I think it is becoming polarized because if you walk outside without a mask you get dirty looks, you may get negative comments because those people are living in fear that they may get this bug. Whereas what you're not hearing in mainstream is about how you can boost your immune system and therefore negate the fact that you may get the bug or if you do, you only get it weekly they're just trying to push their agendas. As This is my point of view. Um, there are other people out there that are actually all coming together. And we've seen this in London, Birmingham, all around the world. People are coming together. And they're acting as a whole. And because they're doing this, we're getting the hundred monkey syndrome and there are more people waking up and the more that these governments around the world impose these stupid laws and people are seeing through them, the more people they are waking up. So they've kind of shot themselves in the foot, I believe, with their agenda. Uh, I mean, you, can, you can't catch 
the bug in a supermarket, but you can get it in a pub, those sort of rules. And yes, there are people that totally and utterly believe it because especially if they're watching mainstream media, that's what the agenda is being put out. But if you are watching alternative news or getting your sources from alternative news, then you realise that, well, hang on a minute, there is something not quite right. And whatever it is, whether you believe there's a bug or not, whether you believe there's an agenda or not, there is something not quite right about what's going on. Mm. And so you then have to go away and use your discernment and maybe sit in a quiet place and connect a source and maybe you'll get the correct answers about how you should behave and how you should look after yourself, etc. If you're talking to somebody about this and it doesn't resonate with you because it makes you feel, I don't know, weird or you think, oh, that's not correct. And uh, yeah, fair enough. That's your belief. If you're seeing these things going on and you get a gut feeling that that's correct and you know it's coming from your heart, you have to go with that before your ego kicks in because your ego's going to kick in and try and say, ah, what a load of rubbish. So you've got to carry on trying to talk to the angel on your left shoulder and ignore the devil on your right. And then make your own mind up. But once you've made your mind up, then you have to use it for positivity. Either way, you can't keep going out and saying, oh, you're a bad person because you're not wearing the mask or you're a bad person because you're stood a metre away from me instead of two metres and stuff like that because they're not bad people. And the person who's wearing a mask isn't a bad person either. They're just trying to protect themselves and others. So they believe. So we've just got to, I don't know, um, I'm trying to search for the word be more tolerant to everybody, be nicer to everybody. Because otherwise, what happens is, I don't agree with you, you're wrong. Ah, but I think you're wrong. And the next minute, you're punching out of each other. And that's what's happened with countries in the past. And we've had World War One and World War Two and other wars. You know, you don't believe what I believe, or you don't like my religion and I don't like yours, so let's have a big punch-up about it and kill a lot of people. I don't think that's very connected. I don't think that's very loving. So I think the more people show compassion, the less these things are likely to happen. That's my belief anyway. Mm. Okay, so maybe by way of closing, listeners, we should have called this that should word. Where did that come from? Should have. So maybe (laughs) the title should have been, if I ruled the world, we would compassionately reconnect to all beings. And on that positive, warm, loving note, listeners, I want to thank Kev for being part of this intriguing conversation. Thanks as ever, Kev. It's always, uh, well, it's always My pleasure again, Paul. uh, my pleasure again all that remains now is for me to sign off by saying remember mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts thanks very much for listening to this mastering the game of life podcast episode 
If you found it interesting and helpful, drop a line to Paul via paul at paul-low.com with any thoughts or questions you may have. He'd love to hear from you and he'd be more than happy to respond. Alternatively, check out Paul's website at www.paul-low.com. Remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts. 